some illegal and it's plants from my florist. Very, very good. Very, very good. Stuff from your florist, mate. It's very oh, important. Yeah. You've got yeah, to get that very, shit done. It's very, very good. Important. And, and, yeah. and, and I need my tulip. I need my tulips. Yeah. Uh, get those puppy seeds couple chrysanthemums. This is the Kildam of Comedy Podcast. Featuring true crime, amazing events, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and an array of weird and wonderful topics. All for your enjoyment. You're welcome. And that proves that even people that you would trust with your life can, at some point, go fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duplo's f***ing fantastic as well. Why don't people play with Duplo more, man? It's just big Lego. I want big Lego. Why do, why do the infants only get the big Lego? I know it's because they choke on the small Lego, but like I could choke on it too, and I want to play with it. Yeah, your phone's even bigger, so you could choke on it even easier, to be fair. Yeah. yeah! I could probably fit Duplo you in my mouth more? and choke on it if I really f***ing tried, but I'm not yeah. gonna, because I'm a f***ing adult, and I can respect the danger that is choking on plastic. Mm. Give me my Duplo. You know, that's what happens if you choke on enough dildos. You know, you defold them, <laughs> you drop them down there. You're like, oh, no, stuck down there. And then you know, the batteries come out at the top and then you get a little shock as well. On is that phone. how it goes, guys? <laughs> it's not, it's not oh, fun, no, man. I'm stuck down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good time. It's not a good time. It's not a good time, no. Oh, God, looking like a pelican that's gone all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> pelican depoting, wow. <laughs> so, would you like to know about my main topic, Nathan, considering... Let's do it. Yeah, it's a, it's an hour and 11 minutes yeah. in. <laughs> and it definitely fits, like, perfectly well into... It doesn't fit perfectly well into what we were just talking about in the slightest, but I'm just going to pretend it does. Yeah. Uh, main topic. I am starting to consider, by the way, taking the bits that I just do by myself out of these and animating them because I kind of want to see how that would look now. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Completely off. Yeah. Put it on, or I can just send you the bit over. It's probably easier to do yeah, yeah. the video. Yeah. Um. So this is. I was unsure what to do. Um. And then this popped up, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, this person died recently. Um, and then I saw that there was a documentary on Netflix about this, a new documentary. I heard the story before, and I watched um, a drama about it as well on ITV, I think it was, because they do loads on ITV. Mm. Um, and this one had uh, who was it? David Tennant as the bad guy. The bad guy. Oh, cool. Um, Murder yeah. man. He plays that... a really fucking good bad guy as well. If you've mm. never seen Jessica Jones, he plays the purple man in that. He is fucking amazingly scary. It's, um, what's he called in that again? I remember liking his name. Yeah, I can't remember. Name. It was Kill. Oh, oh. It wasn't Killian, was it? No, it was. Uh, oh, I've got to Google it now. Killgrave. Yeah. Yeah, Killgrave. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. God damn it. Yeah, so this is, though, he looks like an older, weirder guy in this. Um, the guy's called Dennis Nilsson. And this mm. uh, main bit here, I've got a few little bits basically noted down as it was going through the documentary. And the documentary was all, like, him talking in his words and a few little, like, explaining um, bits on top. But mainly him from his own words. He had, like, um, 
250 hours of uh, recorded interviews on there, just him talking through stuff, and he also... Yeah, I, I find this really strange. They made a point that um, he was writing his autobiography um, from, and he was going to... Um, what is it? What's it called when they do it? You know. Um, yeah, he was writing his autobiography and he was going to publish it from behind bars, as if there was any other way he could publish it for, other than from behind <laughs> bars because he was in prison. I just find yeah. that wording really strange. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's writers for you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, this dude here, though, is called Steve McCusker. He was talking a bit at the beginning. He was a deputy investigator from London 1983, and he received a call to Cranley Gardens in North London. Um, it seemed as though the toilets and pipes were blocked, and an engineer was called to check it out, and while he was looking and checking out the pipes, he found the remnants of a body or two, we're not completely sure, there was just bits and bobs in there, you know, or mushed Oh, in. great. Yeah, that's always the way you want it. Mushed yeah. in. Just all mushed in there. Um, they said it was either That doesn't imply that it's fresh, Carl. No, no. It was flushed down the toilet and everything. Like, oh, well, yeah. that's... But there was also, they think that there might have been some put down the manhole, because the day before... Um, the guy from upstairs, Dennis Nilsson, was seen outside, like, walking and, you know, just around the manhole cover um, in a vest. Just yeah, the just walk. I'm just going to casually walk around this manhole <laughs> cover. Nothing dodgy about that splush. Yeah, uh, didn't make any kind of detail what he was <laughs> doing. You think it'd be quite <laughs> easy to look at him and see if he had the manhole cover open, putting stuff in it rather than just walking around it, but... Yeah, pooping on it. Fuck just casually walks around a manhole cover. The fucking weirdo in his vest in February as well. Oh, it's Dennis again. What's he doing? He's walking around the manhole cover like he does every fucking night. What a weirdo. Fucking, he don't half look like that Doctor Who fella, don't he? (laughs) Um, so the bodies were confirmed to be human and there was evidence of murder, of course. Um, they eventually were able. Um, to meet um, Dennis Nilsson, the guy that they mentioned from the flat after he finished work at the job centre, so they're waiting around. They managed to meet him after it had already been confirmed that they were human body remains by then. Yeah. Um, they went to his door and he said, as soon as the door opened, when he opened it, uh, they could smell decomposing bodies. And straight away, the investigator, Steve McCusker, just said to him, Stop messing about. Where are the rest of the bodies? Yeah. I mean, point... come on, like, everyone knows what a rotting fucking corpse smells like, and apparently humans oh. smell even worse than the rest. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could say that I ne- necessarily know what a rotting corpse could smell like, would smell like, but I, I could take a guess, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, it's like, if you can smell something anyway. rotting, yeah, and like, apparently the thing is, like, the reason why human rot- flesh stinks so particularly bad when it rots to humans is obviously because it's very infectious to you. So your body is basically going, don't go fucking near that. That's death. Whatever happened to them will happen to you. Stay away from it. Oh, okay. You know? So, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. we recognize it as like, you know, as our own mortality. So our body is saying, keep the fuck away yeah. just in case. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then, yeah. of course, you get, you know, um... oh, God damn it. What was I going to say then? No, it's gone. It's scurvy. gone, Carl. You get scurvy. You get fucking scurvy. Get fucking scurvy, people. 
Jess Gervais. That, that seemed like the natural progression. Eat to your fucking you vitamin C, you fucking scurvy bastard. Eat your vitamin say your prayers. Forget about Hulk yeah. Hogan coming back to wrestling. CM Punk is here. Whoop, 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 woo. <laughs> CM Punk's back in wrestling just to make this. Is he? Yeah, he's actually back. Yeah, he popped up in AW oh. and he's here again now. Well, I mean, he was well, never really going to go years. back to WWE, was he? Let's, no, let's be he even, even talked about that in his promo when he came back. Like, the reaction was fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah. It was in Chicago as well. Um, they purposely didn't keep it a good secret, but never confirmed it once. Um, so it was still kind of good. Um, that's 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 the best way to play it. Is it always good. sort of yeah. It, it's the thing of don't confirm or deny, you know, because then either way you're sort of either pissing people off by lying about it or you know creating false, mm. like you know whatever. But yeah, it's fucking Even- sweet. It's good. Even... It's good to know the guy's back because he wasn't doing well in actual fighting at all. No, no, no. <laughs> and he apologised like for leaving wrestling and actually leaving the WWE like for the people that thought he abandoned them, as he said, like or something get to those points. But he, then he said like after that, he's like, I was in a place that I wasn't happy in and I wasn't well in because of that place making me unwell. So, but there's, there's no way I could stay there. You know, I had to leave. Yeah, and. Um, he said, like, after he left Ring of Honor, the place before, he considered that when he left professional wrestling and then, like, was just in sports entertainment for a bit, I guess is what he was getting at. He's already planning his first match and all that. He's like, yeah, it was good. You could tell he was happy as well. He was bum-happy being there, you know. <clears throat> well, I mean, but, as um, I say, it's just, it, it's sort of his... He's clearly talented at it. Because otherwise he wouldn't have made it into the WWE and all that yeah, kind of stuff, great. and he, he wouldn't have had the support that he's he's got. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, man. Yeah, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the aggression in him to do actual actual fighting. fighting. I don't think yeah, he has yeah. it in him to doesn't cause like actual it. harm to other people. Whilst a lot of the fighters out there, they will cause a lot of physical harm to you and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true as well. Wrestlers are like, yes, drilled into you that you gotta take care of your opponent. Yeah, yeah. Most of them don't, Which... don't get me wrong. Some of them you watch and you're like, you literally don't care if you kill them. I watched some wrestling yeah. over the weekend. It's like, you you just don't care if they die. You just don't care. Yeah. They're next. Some savage no bastards out you. there. Yeah, fucking. I still fucking remember Happy that Happy. goddamn. Um, what's his face? The one where he lands on his head. Oh, Jesus Christ. They have to be a bit more specific. There's a lot of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. That oh, was that one. one, yeah. That dude yeah. weighs a fucking ton. There's no reason that man should ever land on his fucking head. Much oh, my God. And he still went for the fucking pin. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. a professional. Went for the, yeah. um, did the F5 afterwards, despite the fact he concussed himself. And Kurt Angle had a broken neck in it as well at the time. God. But that's the thing that... Oh, uh, Brock Lesnar came back as well at the end of SummerSlam the other day with like a top knot and all this big beard and whatnot. Um, he, he was bum happy when he came. He was really happy when he came out. Though. He looked like the dude was like as excited as some. He, the dude had an erection. He just he had a legit erection. He, he had a legit erection, just as much as Dennis Nilsson had when he was cutting up these bodies. Oh, fucking alcohol. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back in the room. Okay. <laughs> uh, literally, because when asked 
in that ah, room when they got to the house. I've got to change my leg position. <laughs> I'm wearing really shorts. Strange, really strange. Bit of leg. So with Brock Lesnar, hence why I know about said erection. <laughs> it was a really yeah. You can't like, really hide him in under armor, under roots. Yeah, naturally there was no erection, and I don't know why that was the um, segue. But that's the way we went. That's the way we got there, and it's a success, undoubtedly at this point. So I'm sure you'll be hearing from his lawyers, regardless. Brock Lesnar is going to fuck you up in the courts. <laughs> Brock Lesnar doesn't have lawyers. He just um, buys pieces of wood, shoves it into a shotgun, and shoots it at people. <laughs> what? What is that an actual thing he's done? Because, like, I can kind yeah, of buys, see someone doing Five pieces of wood, shoves them into a shotgun. It's definitely what yeah. he's done. And just blunderbusses them at people. He just yeah. fucking puts in a fucking empty cartridge in both of the barrels, sticks a broom handle down both, and just fires it. And if that doesn't work, he beats you to death with a moose. <laughs> like a full grown moose. He just starts beating yeah. you to death. Like he holds it not the, not um... the head of a moose on the side of it. He just picks up the whole moose by its ankles and just starts yeah. wailing on you with no, it. No, no, he, he picks it up from the horns. Like, he doesn't want to give you an easy ride and just beat you to death with the horns because that would be too easy. You know, he wants to beat you up with the softest part of the animal. Most of the damage is going to be done with the anus. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, that's horrible. Crushed by moose ass again yeah, yeah. and again until death. You're not, you're not dead until you go up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Suffocation is the end goal. Well, it is. It is. Especially if you're Dennis. <laughs> yep. As, um, <laughs> as someone goes to mention or call him later on, what is it? His actual Christian name is... Where the fuck is it? Ugh. I'll get to it later, you know, because I can't find it right the second. That's all right. Ugh. Because some really weird, like, killer names. They're always dubbed, you know, with these names. But, um, yes, yeah, so he was asked where the other bodies were in the house, and he pointed over to the cupboard, and there were big bags of human remains inside these big bags that were in there. And he was arrested. And then in the car, he was asked, um, the investigators turned around to him and said, so what are we looking at here? We're we looking at one body, two bodies, three bodies maybe. Um, and without skipping the beat, he turned around instantly replied, uh, about 15 or 16. Holy so, shit. A whole, whole lot of kill kills in here. The body came All here down got... one fucking drain. Ah, God oh, damn. That, that, not necessarily here. No, no, that's... Oh, um, okay, because... Okay, how stupid do the neighbours have to be? <laughs> Well, it's his house too, apparently, but um, this is the thing. He seemed to dispose of all the bodies without, without ever actually leaving like, the place he was living at. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was chopping them up tiny and flushing them down the fucking bog. Yeah, at times, yeah, apparently, yeah. Ugh. Which is just... You, you, the guy seemed like a smart dude from everything that like you know they talk about, but once again, the smart guy who just got caught by doing something really dumb. Yeah, well, the thing is, a lot of psychopaths and sociopaths in particular, they they do appear to be very smart uh, at first glance because it's a a superficial kind of intelligence. It's a superiority more than actual intelligence. So they're more likely to lie to you and convince you that they know something that they actually have no fucking clue about. Um, Makes sense, actually, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, so th- that's another reason why as well, like psychopaths and sociopaths can be really, really um, like ingratiating and like charming when you first meet them because it's very superficial and they know how to push your buttons to make you do and say what they want you to make and do, uh, you know, because they're, they're manipulating you. Yeah. Um, and it's only after you've had that happen to you a few times from a few psychopaths that you start to see what the fuck is actually happening. You know, I think I've encountered, well, I, I know I've encountered people that think they were, but I think I've encountered l- legitimate psychopaths. Well, I don't know as much. Oh, you were guaranteed to have done. You were guaranteed Knowing, to knowingly. Have done. Yeah, yeah. Two percent of the population, at least. Is that how much? I didn't know that it was like supposed to be that high because that's quite high when yeah. you think about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. thing as well. People always make the misconception as well that all serial killers are um, psychopaths, and at the same time, all, all psychopaths, psychopaths are serial killers. Are serial killers. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that. <clears throat> completely. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. Um, mm. A lot of a lot of serial killers are mentally deranged in some way as well. Like there's a religious component. There's a you know. Um, Arguably, the killing is the mentally deranged part anyway. Well, you know? yeah, exactly. But I mean, with psychopaths and sociopaths, it's more about the process itself of murder. Yeah. Whilst for someone who's deranged, being a, a serial killer is like, no, I have to cleanse the earth of this kind of person because they're like the dude who killed a load of um, hookers in America recently in a, in a, in a, a shooting, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, the reason why well, was because he felt tempted. Well. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. but this one in particular, yeah, um, it was about uh, he was he was aiming particularly for Asian American hookers because he was tempted and fucked Asian American hookers and he was like oh yeah no but their temptation is evil and God doesn't want me to be tempted so I'm going to kill them God that would like us going around burning down all the uh, marijuana fields it's insanity and again like this is just a whole thing about religion being that anyway right where were we (laughs) i'm writing like a whole episode about like um for the smoking area about like different beliefs that that certain ones of the groups have one's going to believe in like uh flat earth one's going to be like more religious and all that you know like and it's just yeah i don't know if i'll bring the religion to it at that point because i might just have an episode based around religion later on in general yeah but Definitely at least conspiracies and all that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that's a good idea. Everyone's got their own weird thing they believe in reality, so why not give them a weird thing to believe in the in the uh, you know the sitcom? I've I've done about a third of the final draft, which is like you know just after going into it many times and like rewriting different little bits. Um, I'm going through from the beginning to the end, reading through it all. You know, like trying to just make sure everything fits properly. Oh yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's like as um, what's his face? Um, Neil Gaiman said in a in one of his masterclass adverts that I saw on YouTube. He goes, um, "The process of editing is making it look like you knew what you were doing all along." Yeah, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense now after doing yeah. it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah. oh, that bit over there can connect to that, and that can connect to that, and I can make, and then it just makes everything better. It's so mm. much fun. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that. Um, 
what I could do after like this as well, if you think it might be a good idea, is like maybe send you over the script that I got at the moment and you can see if it makes sense from like Hell your yeah. side. Hell yeah, help, dude. Like if you like make a few little notes or edit bits or something, having that other set of eyes, you know, might help. Yeah, bro. I'm more than willing. Cool, cool, okay. You'll be able to tell how much I've done because all the bits that I've fully like final drafted, obviously you can change them bits too, you know, just do whatever you think. Wet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's all, yeah, it's all the bolded bits anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I keep getting distracted about Mr. Nielsen here. Yeah, fucking because we haven't talked in ages. It is. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's the doctor as well. So he's using a perception filter on me, so it's making me forget he's there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a geek. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we ever found a Doctor Who really? I I think I sort of stopped watching just after um, David Tennant actually, and oh. the whole Matt Smith thing didn't really grab me. I didn't I didn't know what it was about Matt Smith as a Doctor, but he just ah, mm. wasn't for, quite for me, which is annoying because the writing seemed to get better for his series. Um, Arguably, but from yeah. what I've heard, the 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 writing in the most recent series is not necessarily the greatest. Yeah, the most recent series has not been very good. The one before it, Peter Capaldi yeah. was okay. Um, yeah. More so, there was just, like, quite a few saving graces in it. There was, like, the master was this person called Missy, uh, with, like, you know, a female version, and she was just a great character. Yeah. Um, Peter Capaldi was okay, you know, he was okay, and a few other little things. But then, as soon as he got to um, Jodie Whittaker, yeah, it was just... Other than Bradley Walsh, everything was just kind of boring and bland. Mm. Everything. Even Bradley Walsh got a bit boring. He's not even in it anymore. I think it's um, John Bishop in the next one, but it still looks kind of boring, to be honest. We'll see, though. John Bishop as... As a companion. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I know she's leaving Because isn't, isn't the woman who's... Yeah, she's leaving as the Doctor, isn't she? So we've got no idea who's going to be the Doctor again now. And yeah. whether they're going to go female or male or the next season she'll be the doctor but then it'll be the one after that so yeah exactly even yeah, about yeah. how long it takes for a season to come out normally you're looking at a new doctor taking over in about four or five years <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous man how long do seasons take for like eight episodes yeah. or something short you know yeah and they keep splitting yeah. them out and making them last longer and ah, fucking yeah play the goddamn thing i want to watch it and i want to watch it when i want to watch it I'm happy just going back and watching Fringe again, which I'm almost at the end of end of now. Yeah, I haven't. I still haven't watched any of that. I would highly recommend it. Anyone that anyone listening that likes like all your sciencey, crazy sci-fi, X Files kind of stuff, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Not necessarily without the aliens, but kind of with some aliens that aren't aliens, but a weird kind of men in black that are men in black, but a weird time entities, I guess, rather than just aliens. They're called observers, but they exist in all of time and space at the same time while existing. So a bit nowhere. like the Watchers from Marvel. They're just sort of watching as time goes and they know all of the flow of time and they're just yeah. sort of... They're not yeah. supposed to get involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But cooler, you know. Yeah, because... It's yeah. not Marvel. 
I like Marvel. Well, one way or another, yeah, I love Marvel. Oh, yeah. The other <laughs> thing I meant to ask you, actually, the new Spider-Man freaking trailer looks oh, so bro. good. My oh, God. my God, bro. Like, genuinely, Alfred Molina back looking fucking yeah, champion. Yeah. Like, they've, they've digitally de-aged him to make it all work. Like, oh, my God. God, oh my god, oh my god, mate, oh my <laughs> god, mate. Yeah, I was so into that when I saw that. Like, because he was, yeah. to be fair, like probably my favourite um, villain, yeah. definitely from definitely just... from the Sam Raimi ones and all that. Yeah, he was definitely Alfred. Then. But also and, um, the fucking Alfred bomb Marina. fell down, and they basically confirmed that what's his face is going to be back as the Green Goblin as well. Oh yeah, um, um, William Defoe. Defoe. Yeah, 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 bro. Yeah, it, bro. I, I was listening to that, and it did sound like his voice. There's no guarantee that he's going to be in it like that. It could be like a red herring or a tiny little scene you see. Or I mean, really... it could be, but they've already like there's rumors going around as well that they're bringing the lizard from Amazing Spider-Man in. Oh, I did and... know about that as well, actually. Yeah, um... yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh... they've basically got most and of Electro. the Sinister Six there and ready to go. Like, yeah, dude. Whoever ones would have been like, if they could easily bring Vulture back, because he was in the Sinister Six a yeah. lot of the time, I think. Vulture was by far one of the coolest versions of that character that could have possibly been done. Michael oh, Keaton's in... character yeah, yeah, is yeah. so fucking good in that film. Like, yeah, that moment when you've had this entire build-up of the plot all the way to the point where Peter walks up to the door, knocks on it, and ka-chunk. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what storytelling that was. That was Mysterio, Mysterio in the second one. I like how the carry-on from this goes and the fact that like mm-hmm. Dr. Strange is just like, yeah, we'll help you. You know, yeah. we'll do this, why not? And I'm guessing... I promise not to use the spell. Completely <laughs> <laughs> messed up trying to wink then, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it looks really cool, and I'm guessing Wong is going off to fight um, Abomination in Shang Chi for some reason. Oh, of course. Yeah, I forgot about uh, Shang Chi. I need to. I need to see that. I need to see yeah, well, Black it, Widow as well. That hasn't come out. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen Black Widow either. Yeah. Um, Shang Chi comes out. I think it. 9th of September or something around that kind of time. Yeah, I've there. seen I've seen reviews of it that say it's it's good. So Yeah, it looks like not. a it looks like it'll be alright. It's gonna it feels like it's gonna be more of a standalone thing again. Like it's not gonna be integral to the story, you know, like um Spider Man is for example. Spider Man's gonna be very much in there. Like you can completely see already how with Loki, you know, the end of that, how it's gonna kind of fit in with all that. Yeah, uh, like as soon as Loki's happened, like he I could can have see almost that. Synced, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like the the two things happened at the same time, and that's mm. why the spell goes wrong. Like we don't, we can't be sure. Um, and that combined with just all of the possibilities, the multiple universes, like which we can. Which have, have you already seen been Marvel's What If? Melina. No. Yeah. No, have I you haven't. seen? Mar- oh, mate. There's two of them so far, and they're both brilliant, in my opinion. The first one is, what if Captain Carter became the first Avenger? Okay. Captain Carter so, you know, Agent the... Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Her, but just hench as fuck and just smashing the shit out of Germans. She, at one point in the <laughs> thing, 
runs at a German truck, slams into it with the shield, and just fucking pitches it over herself. It is the coolest (laughs) shit you've ever seen. And then it gets even better, but I'm not going to spoil it for you, Carl, because you need to watch that shit. And more importantly, it made me go, I would totally watch a film in the multiverse where Captain Carter comes in and works alongside the new fucking Captain America. Because I am so fucking down for that. You have no idea. And plus... The woman who plays Agent Carter, I can't remember her name, is probably one of the most beautiful women working in cinema today. <laughs> End of and story. Nathan, and Nathan Parrish seal of approval there. That's goddamn right. That's a 10 <laughs> out of 10. Can, um, that end made me forget completely what I was going to say. Yeah, well, was the second one something to do with Thanos, wasn't it? I remember seeing that. Yeah, so the second one is what if... Uh, king to chart uh, or is he king at that point basically if um black uh black panther Wait, was it? taken over <laughs> was taken over by... i did always find that like ironic it's like you know they, they have this film which is like all about like you know which is cool with like a cast full of like um Black people, or whatever preferred term is to want to use nowadays, I don't care about the PC. Character. Black's fine, and you can, I you think can so, black. yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I, actually, yeah, definitely you can actually because as I was about to say, like, um, it's a film which is known for that, you know, like for having like this big, um, cast of of black people. But yeah, it has to be called Black Panther. Like, yeah. <laughs> could you not? Could you well, not call think, it anything else? I think Black Panther was actually kind of a I reaction to the, the Black Panthers. That would make sense. You know, and and it was it was being created as this powerful um, black character in a time where that wasn't something you ever saw really in comic books. Um, there were already some of a I can't remember thinking this before, but there was already like some black. Oh, there, there, there probably were, but like the the thing about Black Panther in particular is it makes Africa itself this powerhouse of the story this iconic area in the story you know wakanda is such a sort of it's a hidden part of africa but at the same time it sort yeah. of tries to help all the rest of it it's really yeah like you, you you it's it's great as a as a concept i although i don't i don't i didn't actually enjoy the black panther film as much as people did i felt i felt it was a little bit sort of formulaic actually i sort yeah. of knew what plot points were going to happen before they happened it was yeah, I mean, uh you can say that about a lot of marvel films to be fair anyway you can I but i mean thing. you say that but then but again i, I like, agree with black with what you're saying though i think black yeah. panther was made out to be better than it was just because of what it yeah. meant which i get as well but and it's not a bad film i no. definitely re-watched that film quite happily but like happen, yeah it's got nothing nothing in comparison to the level of writing that you get in Civil War or in um, Winter Soldier. Because if yeah. you, as I said, Same last one. time I watched through the the, um, the Marvel films, I was watching, you know, all of the, the initial ones like Captain America, First Avenger, all the way up until Avengers. And, then, and, and it's like, they all feel a bit bubblegum. They all feel a little bit like as I say, formulaic and a bit like, oh, well, this is basic storytelling stuff. The bad guy does this, this, and this, and this, and this. Three-act structure. 
And then you get to to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and suddenly it's a full blown political thriller with yeah, actual yeah. like intrigue and just different. Like, yeah, yeah. It's weird because, and in a way um, that you weren't expecting as well. Captain America: The First Avenger was like I did not like that film when it came out. I did not enjoy it. I wasn't I wasn't a fan of it, and I wasn't even into history like I am now. So I didn't even enjoy that aspect of it. You know, the first yeah. uh, the war aspects. Yeah. None of it. I was like meh, meh. <laughs> America. See, Captain I loved Britain. I loved it when it came out again because like I saw it with my dad in the cinema, and we'd always sort of watched Saving Private Ryan and all these sorts of things. And then long comes Captain America, first Avenger. And it's just like this giant action blockbuster and it's comic books and it's, it's world war two. It's like all of the things that yeah. would be cool for us to watch together all combined into one thing. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I think I just wasn't expecting a lot of the, um, it to be like in, well, in the war the whole time I was expecting it to be like in the future, a bit quicker, I think. I was expecting um I didn't know uh, a lot of the storyline from it, so I didn't know about all yeah. the propaganda stuff and all that. I was like, what the fuck is well, this? that yeah. people ask them, what are you doing? Yeah, the, the actual the like, Yeah, the amount of times he actually fought um in World War Two, I think was there was quite a few, but like yeah, that it didn't last long. He 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 grew up pretty quickly. And got frozen in ice, you know. I watched um, um, the majority of uh, Iron Man three again the other day, and I really—that's one of my favorite uh, Marvel films. Underrated. Really Iron Man three. Yeah. yeah. The only problem I have with Iron Man three, though, is I don't like the fact that people spit fire and shit like that. It just seems so dumb. <laughs> it yeah, seems so fucking dumb. A bit. First time he does it, he's like, "Oh, he's spitting fire now." What the? Yeah, like but <laughs> to me that just felt like going. Yeah, okay, we we get it. It's stupid, but blah blah blah. We can just do this fine. Whilst extremists in some of the comics works in a far more cool way, oh, and it's it? still in. It still involves like filling that section of the brain that's empty. But in the comic books, instead of um, it being this our oh, ability to heat shit up or explode or set fire to stuff. It's basically like giving yourself the ability to process like a supercomputer. So you can react faster than the human eye. You can calculate, um, you know, huge equations in a nanosecond. You have the ability to think like a machine, but also like a human being at the same time with incredible speed. So it sort of, that leads sort of tony down this thing of believing that he needs extremists and like he's almost addicted to it in the same way he was addicted to the to the alcohol and stuff this whole interesting aspect of it and also that guy could have done that you know he could have had that as his thing and you could have a fight between an actual dude a normal dude standing alone toe to toe with iron man because Iron Man would be trying to attack him and he'd just go, okay, take that component out, knock around there, take that component out, and then and you just watch the Iron Man just fucking hit the floor. That yeah, would have been yeah, a way cooler fucking way to do it. Taking him apart as he's doing it because he's too smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. That's the way um, I would have done extremists. That's the way and, I would have done it. And you could also like add it in as well because I know there's like they didn't want to do the whole alcohol um storyline like it was in the comic sense where they did like more of the anxiety and panic attacks in it yeah um but you could have also had the bits in there too where he was like you know wanted the power 
like that, like you know, because that kind of fits in with the other films. That kind of fits in with like Age of Ultron and kind of Avengers yeah. as well. Like, yeah, because that could have been like, oh, we were working on this. Uh, or, did Ultron come before or after? What Iron Man three? Uh, yeah, Ultron came after, after Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that would make perfect sense. It's like, oh well, we worked on Extremis and developed it into something new. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you could have used that and turned that into Ultron, yeah? Yeah. There's so many things that they could have done. <laughs> but we talk that about would have it tied it in was, great. We talk about it, though, as if the whole, like, you know, threads of of the whole MCU doesn't work perfectly as it is anyway, though, you know. Oh, it does. It does. It's yeah. just that is that is my one flaw with that movie is I'd, I'd change that around. From, um, like, from writing yeah. now, though, and, like, you know, just writing, like, an episode and planning a few episodes ahead for little, like, you know, things that have been foreshadowed in the first one are going to be paid yeah. off later. I Just from doing that, I look at now, like, the MCU, and I'm like, how did you keep all that together and keep everything flowing right? And Yeah, because it was all done by Kevin hole. Feige. Yeah, yeah. The odd plot hole, the odd mistake and stuff, you know, they didn't. Make, it wasn't perfect. They had to wreck on a few little things. Yeah, like um, or was it the Spider Man? The date in Spider Man was it? There was something about um, in Spider Man. I think they referenced one of the things as twenty twelve, but it was too early or something. There's some mistake at the beginning oh. of Spider Man. I yeah, I think I remember what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fight of New York, I think. Yeah, but but yeah. um. Yeah, we were talking about Dennis Nilsson again, but we went on a big long thing. That was it. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we keep we keep talking about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's put that about one forty-seven now. That we'll go back into it. Okay, there's a lot of this stuff about Dennis anyway because it's already been captured, and it's just like all the little details that go with it. So they only had apparently forty-eight hours to question him. Um. Which I don't completely understand why they only had 48 hours to question it. I think it's it's that sort of the legal limit that you're allowed to hold someone in custody, basically. Yeah, which seems strange considering they've already admitted in that, though, but, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, once you've got a confession, you can pretty much just throw them into the county jail and leave them there, as far as I can tell, yeah. (sighs) Yeah, it's strange, but I don't know if she technically had a confession, because, well, I mean... So originally they didn't want to put too much pressure on him to talk in that time because they didn't want him to close up. Because um, mm. they you know, had four hours to figure out where 15 or 16 people were. He wasn't even sure on their amount, apparently. Oh. Um, but it turned out he was more than happy to talk. He answered all of their questions. Um, but when asked the identities of the bodies, he said he didn't know who the victims were. Um, all that he could actually tell them was that they were all young men. Um, in an effort to make this... Oh, yeah, an effort to make the story public was made in hope of gaining any info on the victim's identity to see if there was any missing people, mm. but nothing was coming up. There was just no missing people in that, which I thought was strange. Um, and he worked at a job centre as a work advisor, speaking to people out of work in vulnerable positions, for example. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, Yeah, though, he's, he sort of picked the right fucking thing for his particular disgusting choice. That... Funny yeah. enough, though, wasn't actually how he picked his people, which is what, naturally, when you read that part, you'd imagine that's where he picked them, but no. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, the murders, though, were said to have happened over the space of four years. Um, 
Only the remnants of about three bodies were found at Cranley Gardens, the first place, which was, you know, from what they found in the um, in the flat, you know, in the cupboard, and also in the drain pipes and the pipes in general, in the manhole mm-hmm. and all that. Three people, roughly. So they were still looking for another 12 or 13 people that he claimed he'd killed. Yeah. Um, and he told investigators he had killed the other people at 195 Marrows Avenue, which was just a few miles from um, Cranley Garden. So the same kill area as well, you know, which makes sense. Um, they went to Marrows Avenue to look for signs of anybody there. And he told them they were all buried in the garden. Um, but what technically they were buried in the garden because he had a little uh, disposal system that he used to do when he was at Marrows Avenue. Avenue? Avenue. Uh, he started by putting them under the floorboards, but he said at one point there were so many bodies that there was not any more space, like there was just no more space under there, they were just all way too full, and then the smell and rot was starting to come through and go through the um, floorboards. And fucking just... ooh! Like, how yeah. do people... Oh, fucking hell, I'll just have a quick <laughs> look at my crotch there, Carl, how do you like that? Is it good? <laughs> Right, that's an 18 um, marking on our video. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get how someone can live in those conditions. Even if you're a fucking psycho murderer, how do you survive every single day with the acrid smell of rotting human around you? And how do you just think that's just the best way to do it going yeah. forward, you know? Because there's a lot of talk. Just hide him under the floorboards. Where... There's a lot of talk in this about whether he's of sane mind in that, you know, and, you know, spoiler alert, it seems like he's of sane mind. Like, you know, he's not psychotic. He's aware of what he's doing, you know. Uh, yeah, just he's still... just a fucked up piece of, piece of human trash. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. But the other pieces of human trash in his mind, because they were in trash bags, let's bear in mind. Um, may have been disposed of during a lot of bonfires that he would have in his garden regularly that the other neighbours told him about. come on. You can't smell human flesh burn. It smells like fucking bacon, apparently. You're not going to go up and go, oh, you're having a barbecue or something and see a fucking (laughs) leg. What a... These people are in on it, Carl. These people are in on it. There is a death cult out there, and (laughs) they were all involved because that's the only reason that neighbors could be that goddamn dumb. That's very possible. But at the same time, I mean, I am not going to comment on the levels of how dumb people are and whether there is a limit. We've got to be honest. Okay, fair play. Yeah, there's probably no limit. I don't think there's a limit. I know there's not a limit. Uh, but no one ever complained about these bonfires, though, despite the obvious, as you said, smell of pepper pig constantly. Yeah. Um, but he burned them all in the back garden. Long when they were burnt, When they were burned to ash, um, he would spread the ashes all about and then dig them into the ground, shuffle them up a bit, you know, so they weren't just protruding little bits of bone everywhere. Excellent. But apparently they were still, once they looked, you know, they were just finding loads of little bits of bone everywhere. Pick something up to be a bone. Pick something up, but ooh, a vertebrae. Ooh, a vertebrae. Ooh, a toe bone. Ooh, a piece of nipple. I don't know. What was he doing with the bodies? Like, what was he actually... Was it just murder and chuck them in a bag? There's a story about that in a second, actually. 
Um, there was one here. I won't go into this exactly. Um, what was this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was... Um, he also told them about something named Mr. Crenley Gardens after they gave him some details about what they found there. He um, he told them where to look and in these little drawers in the box. They somehow, in this box, was a whole arm and hand and they were able to um, get the identities of one of the guys there and it was someone called Stephen Sinclair who had travelled from Scotland down to London who was into his drugs and all that, and that's why no one had noticed him. He'd been cut off and that, you know, so runaway kind of person. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... Makes sense. It's clear, yeah, and that's the thing as well. Like, there's nothing, as you say, crazy about that. That's a very specific, deliberate... No one's going to remember this person. I don't need to know their name. I'm going to kill them now. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's yeah. a predator basically. That's what it is. And um, to get a little bit more of an idea about Dennis Nielsen, and um, just for here next up is just giving an idea of where his roots, where he comes from. Um, so he came to London from Aberdeenshire, which I assume is Aberdeen. Scotland. Yeah. That- yeah, Aberdeen um, is in Aberdeenshire, I think. Okay. So. Um, so reporters contacted his mom to talk to him around this time as well. Whatever happened, there was an interview done with her, with her, which is what these little bits, of, these details are from. Mm. Um, when they were going to the house, the garden that we're going through, the front garden had a little best garden plaque, and the house and garden was immaculate. She'd actually won this thing, you know, like of having the best garden in the area um she was very pristine all that kind of person you know so OCD, oh I'm god why i'm yeah there's going to be something horrible about to be revealed about her isn't there or something no um just in, in general she just she herself didn't understand how nobody would have noticed for four years that he was doing this stuff you know he was like kind of devolving a bit or something she said that he was just a normal quiet boy um, he described himself as having a troubled childhood, but no one noticed it that he was a troubled boy. He um blames himself on what was it, uh, not having a dad around, even though despite the fact many people don't have dads around and don't kill people. Yeah, yeah. Um, he described his mom as emotional ice, but once again, a lot of people have that without murdering people. Yeah. Um, but apparently she said, oh, yeah, this is the other thing. Um, she said she brought him up the same as his siblings, but he said it was a complete lie um, because at a young age, he fell in love for the first time, uh, but it was with a boy and his mom was a devout Christian. And, and there learned... we go. That's what it is, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. At <laughs> <laughs> an early age, how his mom and his religion felt about this. So he was forced to hide yeah. it. So you can see where yeah. a lot of it comes from straight away. Always remember, repress the things you don't like about your children. It's so healthy. (laughs) Even though, once again, I can't assume that all people would have been repressed, you know, uh, in the closet would turn out to be. Absolutely not. Yeah. And again, like, this is the same thing that we were talking about before like there's a two percent of people in the in the world are psychopaths psychologically genetically they are psychopaths 
But to kill people, you need that extra push. Yeah. And this guy got enough of his extra push. He was quite clearly psychopathic or sociopathic because otherwise he wouldn't do this kind of shit. Yeah, there was something more to him. Yeah, and he had someone try and repress... Yeah, exactly. They had someone try and repress a a chunk of his psychology. And that's not healthy. And now, do I believe entirely that his his life was idyllic? No. Do I believe that he was having such a bad life that it would inevitably turn him to murdering people? Probably not. Not sure. But regardless, he fucking did it, and he's a piece of shit. So oh, yeah, he had no qualms about talking and uh, freely admitting that he did it at this point. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, uh, and it definitely had some effect on me in regard to that, though, because it turns out that most of the um, the people he was killing and most of the places he went to get his victims are actually from gay bars. That was where he was picking uh, up most of the victims from. Um, yeah, so that's even bigger than that. Yeah, bigger than my again, it's vulnerable. Yeah, exactly the same thing as that shooter we were talking about earlier. Oh, I've got to remove the temptation. I have to remove my temptation. It's that same fucking thing. It's he, someone he else went, has forced something into his head that is yeah. this is a negative. It's not exactly the same because he does openly admit that he's gay. He's got no qualms about it now. Oh, yeah, but the but other guy openly admitted that he there. banged prostitutes and loved it. And, oh, okay. you know, but it was all the temptation. Yeah. Oh, the temptation. There is a little bit of yeah. later on that makes a point. Actually, I can just mention it now anyway, from what because I, I remember it anyway. He was very close to his granddad uh, when he was younger. Um, and then when his granddad died, um, he was only like five and he was told by all his family and there was an open casket now. He was told that he'd gone to um, this better place and he couldn't understand because they're all Christians and now he couldn't understand why his granddad didn't take him with him to this better place because he took him everywhere with him. And he said in that moment, like the idea of death and love kind of got mushed into one, especially as it turned out later on that his granddad was also sexually abusing him too. So oh my fucking God. Jesus Christ. Smorgasbord of, you know, messed up emotions there. Yeah, that's literally the just just throwing a fucking hat on a hat. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, he's mm-hmm. already fucked up. So, oh one, man, once I learned about the whole gay bias thing and that, and it became public, he was then dubbed the name I was trying to find earlier, the gay killer Dennis the Mincing Menace. That's a little bit troubling, just in its fucking, <laughs> yep. in its description. The mincing menace. Are Gay you fucking Dennis, the mincing menace? When was this written? I well, this was eighty three. This was all coming out. So 83, oh, eighty three. Yeah, that's totally something you'd see on a fucking newspaper in eighty three. You wouldn't see it yeah. anywhere past the two thousands, though. No, no, no. Well, the sun. Hmm. The sun. Yeah. Yeah. Most newspapers are online now as well. So, yeah. Um, but during this, I don't, time, ima- anyway, I don't imagine. Weirdly, though, although he, he's 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 been called crazy by a lot of things, I can't see Alex Jones talking about that one. Ah, <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, Dennis, the uh, the mincing menace. <laughs> um, they're trying to turn the fucking frogs gay. Oh, Carl, okay. just remember that. 
I was just reading something that I've forgotten about now, which is interesting as well. Um, so during this time in the 80s, and like we said, um, being gay wasn't still as openly accepted as it just is now, you know, it's just completely yeah. accepted now, really. But then it was still, but just not. Um, it then became public knowledge as well that Dennis Nielsen was actually an ex-copper as well. He was described by his fellow officers as someone who just wasn't into the job, wouldn't make um, eye contact with any victims, just didn't seem to give a shit at all. Um, He soon after resigned, citing rife homophobia as the reason, but a lot of people said he also just didn't give a shit. So, you know, that was just a bit of both probably. Um, uh, policeman that worked with him that was interviewed stated no one batted an eyelid when he left there was no leaving do they just didn't care either he fucking just, hell he was a no leaving do yeah Jesus Christ they didn't <laughs> like him no uh, mind you with had... good reason if you'd gone around his house you probably would have ended up under his fucking floorboards so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean this was before the killing um, yeah but let's years. be honest <laughs> he wouldn't have been the normal guy to begin with. No. Um, but a few years after he left, then one of these policemen that he worked with, um, after, um, yeah, one of his fellow policemen he worked with went to an address to investigate a serious assault. Um, but then described the scene as the house in question. Yeah. Um, so he goes on, sorry, now to describe the scene. Um, the walls were painted black in the house inside that he went to, and the living room window had been smashed and blood was everywhere. Uh, a small, young, pale boy had already been taken from the address to the hospital with lacerations all over him, resulting in over 100 stitches. Mm. Um, the boy had was talking to them. He said that he'd met a Scottish-sounding man in a gay bar who took him back to his flat and plied him with alcohol and passed out. Um, the kid said that he then woke up naked in a bed. Um, oh, fuck. It says kid, but I'm assuming it was like, you know, a teenager. Because he was yeah, but even still, years. it's not it's yeah. not what you want, is it, to be Cosby? No. Well, no. He Especially not up, by this dude. He woke up naked in a bed and saw the man coming towards him, at which point the boy, in a case of fight or flight, held himself through the single glazed window to the ground below. Um. I assume single glaze. He never mentioned it at the time, but it would never. Have yeah, uh, he would glaze. never have gone through double glazing. No, he would have just impaled himself on it. Just go into it, you know, just hit it like a bird yeah. yeah, well, no, I think if you gave it a fair few goes, you'd crack it. But even then, you'd just, yeah. you'd just end up getting sunk more and more into the fucking. Yeah, you'd never get through it if it wasn't single. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Scottish man in question for that, though, um, appeared at the police station. It was Dennis Nielsen. Um, he said he didn't know um, why he threw himself out the window. He was just like, no, God knows. No idea why he threw himself out that window. Nothing I did. Unless you got any evidence, you know, proving any different, then I guess I'm just going to leave, aren't I? Basically, long story short. Yeah, because um, he used to be a cop, so he knows his fucking his, his rules. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, the people... Um, didn't want him, didn't want the kid to go through any of this kind of stuff. So they were okay with him not going through the, um, any kind of court case. So they were happy to just leave it, you know, and it didn't go any further. And they make the point. I'm so you know, glad like, I've got that mute, mic mute, that yeah. mic mute. 
Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, like the point is as well, like if that would have gone through, how many more people would have saved their lives and that, but hindsight and all that jazz, you know? Yeah, you can't really blame people for not, you know. Mind you, you can. Those neighbours, man. What the fuck is up with those neighbours? <laughs> yeah, God knows with those neighbours how they missed that, you know. It does seem yeah. strange. Do you reckon if you're a serial killer, you try and look for people to move in next to who are going to be fucking, you know, ignorant of the whole thing? Like crackheads and fucking, you know. <laughs> it would seem like a good idea. I mean, crackheads might be hyper-aware, if anything. I suppose you wouldn't want to live next to... um stoners because they'd be hyper when wouldn't anything yeah we get paranoid yeah. and <laughs> i'll call in a motherfucker for murdering someone just because i saw them look at a cat funny <laughs> yeah. well the crackhead yeah they're just going to be like knocked out the whole time do what you want yeah you yeah, yeah someone standing over them and they wouldn't have a clue <laughs> a tea bag them while stabbing someone in the neck and they'll just be like oh. yeah that'd be pretty Crack- impressive yeah. that'd be that'd be what we call a trick shot <laughs> while slapping him at the same time <laughs> um, so they spoke to like a lot of other people as well and there was someone else that they think might have disappeared called John the Guardsman who was a rent boy which is another explanation as to why he wouldn't have been you know reported he seemed to take people back to his house I don't know how he managed to talk all these people into it because he was not a looker put it this way he was Jump not a looker picture. I, you know what? I don't actually. Um, but David oh. Tennant had to ragged, had to make himself look raggedy to play him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, he yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't David Tennant of um, Doctor Who glory. Put it that way. He wasn't in no way the virile young man that ran around the trench coat. He looked like you know he had been taking yeah. some hardcore druggies. Dude, I don't mean I'm... just taking drugs. I mean, he's been taking some druggies in preparation for it, like <laughs> bashing him in the noggin. I don't know. He's a character. He's, he's a, he's a consummate professional, professional and a character actor, Carl. You know, he's got to get in the zone. Um, he's very much a, a method actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah. you seen um, Good Omens? Oh, that's a fucking great show. And they've got a season two coming up soon. I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to yeah. that. I did hear this. My vapors won't come on. I don't know why. It's all charged up. The batteries are in. It just won't come on. It pops up saying, oh, yes, it's on. You know, there's just charging here when I first put them in. And then it's just like, oh, no. Fuck you. Could be shorting somewhere. Fucking need to get taller if it is. <laughs> Work, batteries. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go back to Afghanistan and get some lithium. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> was it Afghanistan with the lithium or was that... I think it was Afghanistan with the lithium. I don't know. Somewhere's got lithium. Well, it's still unsure as to why we went to Afghanistan. Remember? We went there because of 9-11. Oil. And oil. But it was no, actually 9-11. 9-11 <laughs> was the initial reason why we went there, apparently. But but they they didn't even come from there. Al-Qaeda kind of came from there, didn't they? No, the people who did the who committed 9-11 were from Saudi Arabia. But then we went... But there were then some we Al-Qaeda went, in Oh, well, there, there was... I think there was some Afghanistan as well. Yeah. But, like... That's why they were apparently We, went, we then the invaded region. Afghanistan and Iraq. Two yeah. countries completely unrelated. 
Afghanistan kind of well, none of it was really related when you well debatable, all of it debatable. Yeah, I mean, technically you but could say they related to financing it via various things, but like no more than the the shake of Dubai and things like that. And yet people keep on fucking giving that guy shit loads of money. It's like. Yeah, and Saudi Arabia, Arabia is still trying to, you know, send people to fuck us up directly, but we keep sending them fucking weapons all day long. Pretty Patel will sell weapons to basically anyone. If you want a fucking Trident missile and you've got the money for it, give Pretty Patel a ring. She will give you a fucking steal on it. <laughs> 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 she sold weapons illegally to Israel. She sold weapons illegally to, um, I think, Saudi Arabia. She Actually sold illegally. weapons, al- yeah, fully illegally, like against British law, oh, illegally. And she is still in fucking the Home Office. She should be nowhere fucking near the home office she should at most if she has a political career be a desk jockey working for an mp of stains <laughs> a great choice of um city there mm. the mp from stains. um uh, how does she get away with doing that though how does any of that because she's a Tory MP and the Tories are in power and Boris Johnson doesn't give a shit because she's clearly got some information on him. <laughs> so you get to the point, like, when you, you really do, like, you get to this point where you just look at everything. I hope most people get to this point where they look at it all and just like, nothing makes sense. Stop no. caring about all this because it's never going to... This stuff don't change. It just happens. These well, you happen. say that, but but... But it does change, and it's sort of by people caring that it does happen. Like, you know, people go, oh, but nothing changes. Yeah, but we do have a, like, a, a, a dedicated work week and an eight-hour work shift and holiday pay and an NHS and I don't mean, like, voting. I mean, just the general, like, bullshit no, that goes on. Yeah, no, no, I know, but, that, but the thing is, it's all... It's all part of the same thing. And yeah, like suppose, yeah. voting as much as I, you know, stand up for voting, it's not actually going to solve any issues because the people who are in charge aren't really the politicians. They're the billionaires with all the money who keep on giving them the shit to do what they want to do. And the, the politicians that should be in charge generally like, well, they just don't seem to be a lot of the time. Mm. And the yep. ones that, I oh, don't seem to really care or know what needs to happen a lot of times. Like it's because if, if you're you wanted... more corrupt, you're more likely to win, basically, because you're more willing to do things yeah. that the other people won't do. Like the Tories have cheated in every single election that I have been able to vote in for how much money they spend on their campaigns. Well, just a fact is that then. Yeah, it's just a straight up fact. And they get yeah. fined afterwards. Oh, but okay. They get fined less than the amount that they spent. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, so they they basically just see it as oh, we'll just pay off the fine and win the election. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I suppose like if you got the money, you will just do it anyway. But yeah, yeah. But they are they are legitimately cheating. They completely ignore that. They do independent fucking independent reviews of things that they've done wrong and then everyone goes yeah no uh, the the review goes they did nothing wrong and all of the public goes 
but you did though and they go no but look at the inquiry we did it's just it's a fucking farce man it's an yeah. absolute farce and that's the thing if you did want to get to a point where like you know you wanted to do something about it because i've always like thought about like how battered around the idea of how when I'm older, because you can't do it when you're younger, when I'm older, I would kind of enjoy getting into politics and doing that kind of stuff. Mm. But there's so many things that make me think I wouldn't want to do it as well. Like, just yeah. all the bullshittery to begin with. But then there's also, like, having to, you know, like, the, the initial thing is having to join a party. Like, there's no party. There's no... Yeah. There will never be a specific group of specific ideas that I wholeheartedly agree with and if I don't wholeheartedly agree with them I'm not why would you join them? It's just weird. Yeah I find it amazing as well that no one ever questions why we've got parties in particular because I talked to a friend of mine who's uh you know mostly a to- well he is a Tory voter hmm. and we agree on a huge amount of issues that are put out there as though we don't agree with them. And they're worded in a way that makes it seem like we don't agree. But actually, if you look at the way the world works, objectively, you can see that certain things work better than others. So, for example, as I've said before, a nationalized health service works significantly better than a privatized health service. That is just a fact. You can look at it on the efficiency, on the cost, on the speed. It is actually universally better yeah. across the board in looking, a, a well-funded NHS. I was hearing a video, watching a video, sorry, the other day about that, about how, like, you know, with they privatise healthcare in America, but one of the things that makes it so bad is just the fact that, you know, how it comes across the hospitals are just charging whatever they want for all these different things when it's actually yeah. based on the insurance companies that are actually rising the prices and hospitals just kind of have to go in line with them, you know. At yeah. the end of the day. And you know, one of the reasons for that is because drug companies, a lot of them now don't actually do that much R&D. There's one in particular that caused a huge um, collapse in, in a company, basically, and defaulted their entire fucking company. And someone did a short sell on it and earned fucking millions off of the co- bloated corpse of this company. But what this company mm. did is they stopped spending money on research and development entirely for new drugs and all that kind of stuff. And instead, whenever anyone else created a new drug, they'd buy up the entire company instantly. And then to recoup the cost within a year or two would just drastically inflate the cost of that particular drug that they made to a ludicrous degree so that they could make their money back. And that's why in America, people have had like epilepsy medication that they can't afford now and um, anaphy- you know, anaphylaxis medication that they can't take anymore now. Like, because companies have just gone in and go, well, we own that now and no one else can make it. So we're just going to make you pay as much money as we want you to pay. I'm trying to remember what the reason I I did hear recently, like a reason um, about why the opioid opioid crisis was so bad in America. And I'm trying to remember what it was. There was like a legitimate thing that when I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Why it's such a thing now? And, yeah. Oh, well, it's because no, of the it, ease yeah. of getting drugs in America. You can get like well, oxycontin yeah, so more, easily. That too, but like hence why it's been a thing for like you know however many years, like over probably like the past like half a decade or maybe more. Yeah. Um, but especially now, though, 
just because with the pandemic and all the um haven't been able to get doctor's appointments and that you know uh and do stuff in the hospitals that more and more people are taking um painkillers or opioids you know the strong stuff um to deal with not take not getting the operation or not doing whatever they should be doing and in, in the hospital makes you know. sense so yeah, just extra people, pain relief and mental health issues. And, yeah. Yeah. Lovely world we live in, isn't it, at the moment, Nave? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, anyway, what was Dennis up to? Well, I was just going to say before we go on to that, definitely the best time for, you know, like people like ourselves to try and um, start up, you know, like uh, small self-employed businesses or, you know, like yeah. start up some kind of comedy career or produce some type of uh, pilot for a comedy show, you know, like it's the best time completely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the ideal time to try and launch your own individual sketch show. It's the perfect time to try and be preparing for a comedy competition. You know what, Carl? It's uh, 16th of September at Aylstone's pub in wherever it is. Tardy pig, I think. <laughs> and remind us about your um sketch show as well because we never actually oh yeah earlier. we didn't no it's post-apocalyptic metal treehouse it is a one-man sketch show uh it is written directed and starring me entirely and it's actually pretty good you could probably listen to it enjoy it and the weird thing is i keep forgetting to mention it's not really a sketch show anymore it starts as a sketch show sketches are involved throughout the run of this show but once you get to about episode three or four it starts becoming something entirely different and i have no idea well i do know how it's going to end it's going to end in a giant cataclysmic universe ending collapse but how do we get there You've still got four episodes to find out and five waiting for you right now on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Go and look, listen to it, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have any other like gig things coming up? I do. I have gig things. I have Project Mayhem at the Boston Tea thing. Yeah. One I'll probably never be. Yeah, I think that was a war. Yeah, I know. There's a Boston. There's a. There's a. There's a. There's a. There. It's not at the church place now. Then. No, I can't remember the. Mm. Because I remember it was at the church before the church pub or whatever it's called in um. Was it Hockley? Yeah. Yeah. No, the Bristol Pair. Is it the Bristol Pair? It could be the Bristol Pair. Is that still done by um, Mr. Sham? Sham's a man, yeah. So I will never get invited to that one. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still not coming back. I'm purposely taking my break now up until um, that November gig that we're doing together, aren't we, for Mr. Thompson? Yeah, that's... That's the cool one um, as well. Yeah, so those those are my three at the moment. Is just mayhem comedy competition November. What is that and, November one? Uh, is that um, do you remember what it was? Was it? It was Nottingham Comedy, comedy Festival, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I thought it was Nottingham Comedy Festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and we're nice. on with a bunch of sketch shows and 
yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to revamp I'm... my um, set for next time because I just wasn't happy with yeah. the kind of stuff I was doing in the, like the past month or so. I went away from what I originally wanted to do, and I'm going back to what I wanted to do, and just fucking ignoring what anyone else's opinion is this <laughs> again because I stopped yeah. doing that. And like, I don't give a shit if I say things that aren't apparently okay to say nowadays. No one can tell me what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. I'm a I can say what the fuck I want to a person. Unless you start screaming racial slurs at the top of your voice at people, I think you're fine. I think so like, too, you know. No yeah, one cares. And there are people who go like, oh, fucking... you can't talk about that. You can't talk about you can talk about fucking anything. It's just yeah. you haven't bothered to word it properly yet. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. And you don't want to put the time and effort in. But I'm gonna put the time and effort in. You're gonna put the time of time and effort in, and those people can suck a dick. Ah! Are you there? I'm I'm back now. I went away for a second. I, I heard all of you. Good. <laughs> I was with you. I just disappeared for a moment. Yeah, yeah. But Fair that's enough. the thing, man. If you're not willing to push it a bit in comedy, then you're not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not pushing it, then you're doing a joke that someone else has done before. And you're also... Or a variation. I think you have to get to the point as well where you stop caring what people think or legitimately stop caring what people think but it's also bad too because i have got to a lot of that like i'm doing my stuff now for me like i've really just stopped caring what people think but at the same time it's bad because you stop caring what people think so you're less bothered (sighs) about making a point of you know like showing them this stuff because it's like I i don't care what you think i don't need your approval I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do my yeah. do my set naked in the mirror for myself. Mm. I'm good. I get that. I do, I do kind of get that. But I think at the end of the day, you're a natural like performer. That's what you know draws you to being a comedian. Exactly. Yeah. And that natural reaction you get from oh that joke went well or that joke doesn't work, you know it immediately. You know and. Um, yeah, so uh, you don't have to worry about it too much. It's just sort of do what feels natural. And, yeah, if, if someone tells you something's wrong, but your heart's telling you, no, I still think this is funny, then fucking keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of love know. that. I think we've talked about it before. I kind of love that moment when you say something that you know is uh, funny. And if you know it's yeah. funny and the rest of the crowd just doesn't get it or they just don't laugh at it or for whatever reason they're not reacting the way you know they should react, then it's yeah. kind of fun. So, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I've you only really bomb on stage if you if you think you're bombing again. Like you, if you go on stage and you're like, oh, well, I'm not getting a great reaction. These jokes aren't going as well as I thought. I'm going to have to work on them. That is not bombing. That is learning how to develop your set. That is exactly what you should be doing as a comedian, is eating shit on a regular (laughs) fucking basis until you've got your jokes to the perfect point where people laugh because they can't not laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, that's the thing as well. You can do that because when you say that as well, it makes me think sometimes in the same way as like um, when I say if you're in a band, like a music band, um, you know, you, 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 you're only ready to play the songs in front of people when you're at the point of, you know, you're sick of playing the songs. Yeah. Um, 
but it's kind of not like that. I think with comedy, I've realised that yeah. because it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah, because like if you're getting to that point where you just, I think that's what my issue was recently. The stuff I was saying, I didn't give a shit it about. Was so... it was. There yeah, you it you'd, was just pandering. It felt more like you sort of wrote learn it as well. That's the point. You'd sort of gotten to the point where in your head you'd been doing it on almost a railway track, or at least that's what happens to me. It's like whenever yeah. I've done mm. a bad set, it's like I've re- I've listened back to myself and I'm like, Yeah, I sound like I'm a fucking robot doing it. I don't I've not got the passion for it that I had when I was yeah. first sort of coming up with it when it was exciting. It just depends on the yeah. content. I think it's one of them things that like you really need to have, like the like the love of what you're saying as well, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. If if you if you don't find what you're doing funny, no one else will. Yeah, and actually, you know? like worth saying as well, not just funny for the hell of it. Like, yeah, then you just feel like you're pandering. I just don't like that. I've, I've, that's what I felt yeah. like. I felt like I was just pandering for laughs, and I was like, I don't want to do that. That's not yeah, what I no, want to it, do. It, there are certain comedians that you see who get laughs, but as you say, they're pandering and you can tell mm. that they're going for a joke that they know people will react to and laugh at. And <clears throat> I think, again, that's not where good comedy comes from. When I've tried to do, <clears throat> again, my, my sets, like people will, the amount of times when I started and you just have people doing, well, my Tinder date and my Bumble and this girl, it's like, and my, I don't care. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it. Stop mm. fucking talking about it. You cannot be funnier than the fucking dozens of professional comedians who have got bits about Tinder in their fucking specials that are on Netflix. Stop it. You are not going, unless you've got an actual unique fucking opinion on it or something different to say about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying completely. Like, I think those kind of things, because they're very relatable, though, they work as good little bridges to other things at the same time. Oh, so absolutely. Little they bits do. They rather do. Than long, little, like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bits. Don't, whatever, and also take, take everything I say with a fucking grain of salt. I don't know shit. But <laughs> everyone's like, taking everything. Everyone says we're going to salt. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like don't. What I'm saying is don't try and do stuff because other people like it. And that's what I think a lot of those Tinder jokes are about. It's like other people relate to this, so I will say it. I went out and specifically tried to make a load of fucking jokes about stuff that people didn't relate to. <laughs> I did. I did shit about people falling out the sky and people yeah, yeah. taking drugs and people fucking and yeah people everyone, can everyone, relate to it but yeah everyone you know, kind of I, i'm not aiming to relate to drugs yeah yeah i'm not aiming to relate to it though. i'm not a- i'm aiming to just go this is what i find funny and interesting do you find it funny and interesting yeah. or this is funny and stupid interesting stuff that has happened to me is it yeah. entertaining yes I, I exactly that's a good thing to talk about is when you're talking about things that have actually happened to you, because you can't really help but have some kind of interest in them, I guess, when yeah. they've actually happened to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are some people as well. That. Yeah, there are some people as well who do get, like, funny takes on the dating app stuff. Again, like, just ignore me when I say shit, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, in, in general, though, I know what you mean. It's best to try and yeah. stay away from the stuff that everyone's doing, because you straight away then, like... 
you put yourself into a corner and you've got to come up with something with this topic and everyone's doing it so you've got to find a different take on it whereas if yeah. you using something else like a topic that isn't used all the time then yeah you've like got a maybe you, you can go down and also go for shit that get you get a, a, a visceral reaction to like if you're angry about the fact that like you can't find the fucking right dfs bed that's going to be way more funny than someone who's like oh, i found a nice bed at dfs like it's you know you gotta yeah yeah, go for yeah. the height yeah. and again it's got to be true to you like if you don't find it funny no one else will weird how it's the negatives that work for comedy the thing that makes us laugh is when we're talking about things going badly yeah, there's a lot of it's humans in general. Yeah, and you can do positive comedy. I've, I, I think I've done a you couple can. of jokes that are fairly you can positive, do it. but like it's easier to punch down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you it's don't more have fun to, as well. Like, I don't know about up. you, but every time I've punched a small person, it's been really fun. It's hilarious, you get especially the if they're near stairs. Yeah, and, oh, and if they're um, standing on a trampoline as well because they just bounce. Yeah, like having, oh. it's like having your own basketball court. Yeah, there's nothing quite like punching a small person. Yeah, there's not. There's not. Uh, Simple things in life, do we? It is, yeah. <laughs> but let's let's try and you know get into someone else's. Love Very small, by the way. I only go. I, I only go three feet and below. I'm not a weirdo. Oh yeah, that's normal. I've earned Troy yeah. kind of size. Yeah, that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. You, they need to be small enough that you can also use them as a weapon if somebody tries to attack you while you're attacking said midget. Yeah, and if if you're going to be punting someone, you want to be able to get like a good ten or fifteen feet out of it. I'm just trying to figure out now if that's okay to say or not. What did you say? Leave it, midget. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. That's okay. I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I mean, people say like. I mean, a midget as well. You're supposed to say dwarf doesn't sound good. It sounds bad. Dwarf, like comparing him to a fairy tale or something. Yeah. Are you saying they're dopey or sleepy? Um, yeah. And Midge, Midge is like an actual little uh, fly anyway. I saw something, a swarm of midges in um, flying above some Alaska thing. And if I saw a lot of them come towards me, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be thinking about what to call them. I'd be thinking I need to run away. <laughs> yeah, they're a powerful entity. Yeah, goddamn there, right. There was a lot of them, man. They look powerful coming towards you. Mm. But uh, not yeah, as powerful as shit. not as powerful as Dennis Nielsen looked when he was coming towards his Holy shit, we're two and a half hours Martin. in. Let's go in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so there was some other guy, Martin, that he did something with, but um they found his national insurance card in there, but he actually survived. He was one of the survivors because not everyone that he took back to his flat, he killed. Oh. He, talk, he talked to some of them, and it seemed as though the ones that were more vulnerable would be the ones he would kill, the ones that wouldn't be missed by anyone, you know, he'd get to know them, use, I'm okay. guessing gives work, advisor, uh, techniques, you know, to talk to them, figure out their situation. Um, but this Martin guy, for example, this is a weird one. He um, took him to his... Um, played classical music um, and then asked him, you know, they, they drank Bacardi and then went, be, went to bed at his house. But about two hours later, Martin woke up and there was smoke. Nilsson was straddled across him. Um, and what was it? 
Um, he complained at him for knocking the fire off the wall, and then Martin ran away. And apparently, he decided that he was going to kill him that night. Martin did, so he went to the police, but the police naffed him off because they were being homophobic. That's literally like the story of that bit. I don't quite understand it. What fire did he knock off the wall? Why? How did he knock a fire off the wall? When you were asleep as well. How did that yeah, happen? Also, you can't. And why fire isn't physical. <laughs> and yeah, I don't understand that bit, so I'm just going to go past it. But it's physical, but yeah, yeah, no, that makes no sense. I, yeah. Uh, what actually happens in the end to this crazy motherfucker? Because, like, does he uh, actually me... get his comeuppance? Because it seemed for a minute there like he wasn't necessarily going to get his comeuppance. And I don't want that uh, to happen, Carl. I want this man to swing from the highest uh, yard arm in Titan docking port for this one. It's <laughs> a bit about what actually happened. So it was time for him to make his plea, whether he was going to be guilty or not guilty. Naturally, everyone assumed he was going to um plead guilty because yeah. you know he'd been talking about it and confessing it all in the stuff but for some reason no he pleaded not guilty um which meant there would have to be a full trial um and the argument now seemed to be around whether he was a sound mind when committing these acts or if well, obviously like ugh, no Lots of people refused to give evidence, so it was the problem, because back then, you know, like, all the people that would have been given evidence were people that would have had to would have been gay. himself as gay, and it still yeah. they didn't want to make that point back then. Um, Fucking hell. Let me just see if this is the one messed up thing. Uh, I'm trying to find this one particular story. It's one, where is it? Um, okay, yeah. So there's this one guy... Um, another person actually died and Dennis told us about um, that came out during the trial as well that was talked about more because they had a witness which was didn't actually witness but had a character witness for it that knew the person but something about basically he killed this guy um, after seeing him walking around drunk he wasn't gay um, he'd seen this guy walking around um, and he just took him to his house to give him a place to stay because he couldn't stand up, basically. And, but long story short, killed him, but then kept him in his um, armchair for two days and he would come back home from the job centre and sit down next to him in the chair and watch TV with him for a few days, apparently. Have conversations with him and all this until the last day, three days in, when he decided to um, strip him naked, put him on the floor, cover him with talcum powder and masturbate above him. Oh, fuck is- off! The same kind of thing, the, <laughs> the talcum powder look apparently was how he described his granddad. So, yeah. Oh, fuck me. Why? Basically, in the end to this, there was, um, they had some survivors come in that, um, testified in the court case, but, um, there's a few survivors that did come. They were able to prove that he was aware of what he was doing, that he was aware of his situation, that his, what he was doing the whole time. He wasn't acting psychotic. He was fully aware. So in the end, he was found guilty of all six murder charges. Fuck for that. And sentenced as so life imprisonment and all that jazz and died in 2019. So wow. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it was COVID and a really horrible case. Jesus Christ. 
Don't I was I, like I, I'm I'm going to tell you something, Carl, and I don't know what it says about me as a human being, okay. but like I was okay with the details of like the rotten corpses. It wasn't fun for me, but I was I was accepting of it. <laughs> you, you, I was you, even fine with all the shit. Uh, yeah, 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 I was. I, I was even able to keep up with 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 the fucking weirdness when it came to like, oh yeah, this is the cause, and this was the cause, and it all led to this and this. I am not fucking okay. With a person covering a corpse in talcum powder and <laughs> wanking onto it so that it looks like his granddad. What the flying fuck? <laughs> I should never have had to say that sentence, Carl. In Those words in that line, in that order, should never come out of a human's mouth. And yet Dennis has made me do it. He did. He did if make anything, do this is his final crime. <laughs> that was the worst thing about it all. You know, it was worse about Dennis Nielsen, not the murders, not the rapes or any of that kind of stuff. It was the no. fact that he made me think about it. Yeah, bastard. Like the fact Norma that he Donald. masturbated onto a talcum powdered fucking dead dude. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Created some kind of like cake mix looking <sighs> thing on his chest and a little. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's the world's worst pastry. <laughs> like Norm MacDonald talking about um, Bill Cosby. And he's like, you know what was the worst thing about Bill Cosby? It was hypocrisy. Well, that's what my friend said. I don't think so. I think it was the rapes. <laughs> 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 oh, Norm's a it fucking Lord of raping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it seems to be, you know, they actually went over about five years. They, um, his killings jesus christ um 78 until 82 um there was yeah quite a no few one needs people. that no one needs that in their lives and, and, ever uh most of them were identified you know out of the one two three four five one two three four five six in 1980 only two of them Identified Brant Martin Duffy, the one we no Martin Duffy, some other person, not the one I mentioned, and William Sutherland. And then in eighty one, um there was four altogether, only one identified as Malcolm Barlow. Nineteen eighty two there was two on here anyway. I could, I could easily be more, John Howlett and Archibald Graham Allen. Great Archibald, name. great name. Fucking yeah. great name, yeah. <laughs> and then 83, Stephen Sinclair, his final victim, is the one from Perth that we mentioned. Yeah. There was a few other details I had from some of the deaths, but, you know, time and... Well, time wouldn't anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked, man. I mean, it's... Um... That's Mr. Dennis Nilsson. I do recommend watching the um, ITV... Uh, drama that I remember being quite good and it's you know oh, um, David to. Tennant after all. Yeah, David Tennant is fucking pro. I will watch him act in anything. Yeah. I would good. I would watch David Tennant as the actor of but as the actor playing the part of my executioner on my day of execution and I would still stand up afterwards to give him a fucking standing ovation. <laughs> Even if it was a real life cannibal. Yeah, I, he could chop my head off. I'd get straight up and go, 
fucking bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would want to watch my executioner too, so I could see how he was going to go about it and make sure I wasn't in that room on that day to get executed. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I'd go about it. You see, that's smart. Hmm. I'm not that smart. I'm just <laughs> going to say a fucking great job. Uh, David Tennant, thank you so much for being involved in this project. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. one thing I forgot to mention about the smoking area as well, though, I have now also got um, not only have I got uh, that sign that I ch- actually a slightly different sign, um, but I've got like a plastic sign to put up on the wall as well, like for when it fades out from the little logo that will be on the titles, it will fade out onto. An actual physical smoking area signed it will zoom out from and then we'll whoever's in the shop will be standing there talking nice um and i've actually officially now got the location for the smoking area confirmed and agreed upon and allowed you know allowed to go there don't even have to pay yeah. money to do it either it's all a little nice. tucked away so it shouldn't be too much traffic either or noise you know it's too much um, ambient noise sorry anything like that I'm looking forward to it. I'm. I really want to see what my character's like as well, because I know he's going to be this weird, rough and tumble security dude. <laughs> yeah, he's not. It even... just sounds so much fun. I'm. I'm totally considering just shaving off the bottom half and just going hardcore mustache. That would be great if you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Obviously, your guy will have a bigger. Same with the vapor. Um, character, yeah. which I think Alex is doing now. He will have like a bigger role in the second episode. But yours will be one of the key roles still, though, because it's kind of like building up to you being the new security guard, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, so there'll be a lot of space for you to do some extra random shit as well. So. <laughs> uh, and the one, bit at the, end, the one bit at the end is like ends on your bit, and it'll just be quite funny. I've got it all in my head how it'll work. <laughs> Have you done like and, a storyboard for it all? I've got a story, a basic storyboard together. I haven't like written one out, uh, drawn one out yet in regards to what a shot. So I'm going to do that in like a checklist kind of style, so I can make yeah. sure that every shot, you know. That's what I did as well when I did my um, my YouTube sketch, um, a very leftover breakfast with Mark, with Mark Barney. Um, <laughs> check it out on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was it's really fun because you just sort of go how would that look the coolest oh, it would look coolest if that was there and that was there and then you sort of yeah man i love that shit i love it the main thing as well i think is when it comes to filming is i think just doing as much as you can in order to so you can get that natural progression as you go along and makes it easier to do yeah yeah i think as well if i'm honest i've i've had a bit of a, a time away from writing myself um i've sort of not really written anything major for about a month i've or or two really at this stage hmm. um and i kind of want to bring an end to that i'm getting sick of not writing cuz i'm always happier when i've written something i don't know why it just yeah, feels it, like i've actually it, it gotten feels, somewhere it feels good making something creating something is just nice yeah, it is. It is, especially when it's something that you're proud of and that you think you can actually mm-hmm. get to go somewhere. Like I say, um, if you want to add little bits in as well, when I send the script over to make, oh, you know, bro, yeah, and all that. Absolutely, I'll send. Oh, anything that I do will be in red, and okay, then you yeah. can sort of, yeah, you can immediately change it then. 
yeah, if yeah. you want to, or you know, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, like I said, when it comes to filming it all too, um, everything's going to be available to be improv or be changed around and all that, you know, yeah. like probably yeah like once do, again do a shot, get a shot of the actual yeah. scripted one and then just do like, the oh, scene and then yeah play with the scene and then see how it happens it's the best way to do it yeah 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 and um yeah i think for yourself there'll only be like the end shot where you'll come in right at the end though so there won't be that much there and the little bit at the end and while dave and kyle are talking at the end there'll be like shots to you going back beating up the guy and also doing some of the um Assault course workout because I kind of cut the assault course scene just because the second episode is going to be more now based around that kind of stuff, like around like fitness right. test between the smokers and the vapors having their great war. Number one, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm gonna like, yeah, it, it, it works anyway. See, I, I'm just interested to read the script interview... so I can sort of figure out the character to go with it. Yeah, that's what I'm really in... looking forward your, to. Your, your main scene in it will be the interview. Um, which can go as long if you know like i wasn't sure how long to do but the longer that one is the less time will fill with like other ones because i don't know if i'm gonna journey of a person having the interview at the moment is my character who's already the security guard so you know the stupidity is there because yeah. i've already working there yeah. um and luke as well maybe being like a mexican drug lord or something <laughs> Oh, that'd be so goddamn good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that idea. <laughs> but yours can just go a lot longer, you know, because you got like um you got Carl with C to talk to, you got Leander to talk to, and also Simon will be in the corner eating a sandwich too, but trying not to pay attention. Yeah, I'm yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just looking forward <laughs> to it. It's gonna be fun, man. I'll do it right away now, then when we're finished, I'll send it over on Facebook. Nice, nice. Just if, if you get to bits and you read something and it's like, that literally doesn't make any sense. I don't understand what's going on there. It's probably because I forgot to put something in or I added a bit back to it. Oh, I know how it is, man. Yeah. I know how it is. I've been writing the script long enough. I know. Yeah, I know all understand. the bit Okay, cool. Yeah. It's fucking hard, man. Yeah. Writing the original script, sometimes it's just, you don't realise until afterwards, some bits just don't make sense. So it's just hard yeah. writing a full-on original script. I know it sounds weird as well, but if you find yourself stuck at any point wondering how to get something done in a script, print it off and read it in a paper form because weirdly yeah. it will make your brain look at it in a different way. I've and you can sort before, of, yeah. yeah, I don't know why it does, but it does, man. And like reading it out loud as well to yourself when you think a bit's not going quite right. The kind of thing I wanted to do, I wanted to get a printer for that exact reason for my um, comedy writing, to be fair. I've got a spare printer. I, I, I need to get one. I'm slowly building yeah, up everything. It's perfect. It's perfectly working. Um, it's got a scanner no. on top. No, no I'll, I'll buy it off you if you're selling it. If you mean, I mean, it, I I got it off of a clearance. I don't know if it works. You can have it for like nothing if it doesn't work, or off tenner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a kind person. Yeah. Do you want a money. piece of shit that's basically just a giant <laughs> fucking paperweight? Here you go, yeah, Carl. Giant, giant paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. Oh. Um, yeah. Let me know about that anyway, though. But I'll get this sent over to you now. But I'm need to go i just realized... very very good yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's i'm just you know getting getting fucking stuff from your florist mate it's very oh, important yeah. 
you've got to get that very, shit done. It's very, very good. Important. Man, I, yeah. I, I, I need my tulip. I need my tulips. Yeah. Yep, you need the tulips. Gotta, uh, get those puppy seeds couple chrysanthemums. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's another thing they have in Afghanistan. They have like um, loads of puppy seed, uh, puppy yeah. fields for opioids, yeah. which is apparently heroin. Why... Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, the Afghanistan, uh, the Taliban, sorry, were going around um, burning all the poppy fields down in that now that they're back. It's like, oh, God. At least, Jesus. At least enjoy your drugs, you know. Yeah, but they can't because of yeah. like the laws of Haram. Was it? I can't remember which one it is. Laws of but, silliness. Uh, That's why. Silly silliness. Silly stupidness. You don't appreciate anyway. drugs, I don't appreciate you. <laughs> if I don't appreciate you, that means that I do not give a shit if you die via and comedy. If you are, yeah, and that's right. If you are going to die, do it with comedy. Kill your... them with comedy. You sound like you're laughing yourself to death. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>